0: So the title that I want to bring this morning, and I, I don't know how I'm going to get it out. It's a, it's, I say this just about every time because as soon as you get round the Word, it just becomes, It just there's just so much truth and so much life in the Word. You can just go on and on and on and on and should do that um, on any subject. But I'm going to try and... Um, Open something and close something today so that you don't run out with a big wound from the operating table. Amen. Go to with me to Genesis 8, verse 20 to 22. And just to remind you, this was before the law. Remind you that this passage of Scripture was a covenant with creation. Remind you this morning that the works of Noah were done by faith, not the law. Amen? Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. I found that fascinating, or find it fascinating. And took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although, I want you to get this. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Did you hear that? Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Intrinsically, man is selfish. He wants everything for himself intrinsically. So even some works of charity are done to advance personal agendas. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Verse 22 so crucial. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Verse 22. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now some years ago, I ministered on this subject and for those who were around in those days I'm not talking about money so get it up front not being a seed sower is often motivated by not grasping or Disregarding the inherent power in God's word. So the seed sower that I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to give you a title so it makes sense to you. A seed sower or a consumer. A seed sower or a consumer. Everyone know what a consumer is, but I'll elaborate on what a consumer is. We have a lot of consumers in the kingdom of God. Very few seed sowers. It's not meant to be derogatory. It's meant to remind us. So when we become a seed sower of God's living word, something takes place. And I want to go to Hebrews 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Where's Hebrews? Hebrews 4, verse 12, which I'm sure many of us can quote, but I want to read it from the Word of God. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And listen carefully. And is a discerner. Of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. A true sower of the word understands that God discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so if you one day when we come into the kingdom of God, we are in the kingdom. But when we come into the fullness of our salvation, the Bible says every one of our works will be tried by fire. So, what, I'm try- what I hope to be able to get across to you today is that if works are done out of flesh, they're going to be consumed. And so, many of our realizations don't come to fruition because we don't understand seed sowing by God's word. Now, certainly, financial, this principle applies To finance, but it also applies to spiritual, mental, social, physical. Amen. Amen. And so I wanted us to see this. Verse 13: And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. That's profound, eh? So what I want you to see this morning is the word. Now you can, don't close off here and say, I know that. Because if you knew it, your life wouldn't be where it is. You know it intellectually, but do you know it in the spirit? And if I do land up in a bit of finance, um, talking about that, it's because... This is what God taught me when I just knew about seed time in a financial realm. And then He started to show me the importance of seed time in every area of life. And so, if I could try and bring it by the Holy Ghost and say this to you, that seed time, a seed sower, is about seeking the kingdom of God first. And when you get a revelation of that, then what happens? All the material becomes fait accompli. Is that not what the Bible says? But what we do is we look after our house first. And so I want to encourage us this morning. So the world system Functions primarily on consumerism. I have never met in these last ten years so many people who have studied marketing. Now, no disrespect to people who study marketing, but why do they study marketing? Because the world is driven by consumerism. All right. If you put this cream on your face, wrinkles gone. Lie. Now, I'm not saying creams don't work. They do work, but in measure. But I promise you, you can cream it till you dream it. (laughs) But you are going to get wrinkles. That's a fact, okay? So, what is consumerism? A society that is preoccupied with accumulating material substance. Now, God is not against prosperity, financial prosperity, but He isn't against self indulgence. Well, 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 I'm nervous to get anything. No, your giving should exceed your receiving. Oh, don't say that. Listen to me, family. If you want to get out of the world system, you become a seed sower of God. Word. Are you with me? How does a 28-year-old... Start a church on our behalf. You know what my advice to her was? I didn't mention her degree. I said, all you do, baby, is stay in the Word. Listen to the Holy Ghost. But in natural terms, in worldly terms, she is unqualified to be doing what she is doing and to have the success that is happening. But if you take God's word and you begin to sow it, he builds the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Am I I against Bible school? Not at all. But if I would known 40 years ago that this is how it was going to play out, I would have been amazed. I probably wouldn't have believed it back then because it made no sense. But I don't live by sense. I live by faith. I can only live by faith when I'm a seed sower of God's word into my life first. Sowing word into my life is not a selfish doing. God desires that. Are you with me? Are you with me? So what is the consumer? Well, you can use the word of faith to consume for your own accumulation of stuff. There's nothing wrong with that if God's Priorities are met first. Are you with me then? One day I pray God will release us to speak on generosity. How it looks like, what does it look like? We're on that journey, it's very expensive. Generosity. Why? You see, we like to give to people who can give back to us. But what about Gogo? She can't give us anything. Generosity. Hello. Hello, family. Are you with me? Consumerism is a form of materialism. And materialism is trying to meet a spiritual disobedience need by substance that I can touch and feel good. When I've missed God over an extended period, I can start moving in this direction. I still love God. I'm still sincere with God. But my priorities have changed. Are you with me? Now, in the Bible, there is promise of lands and houses and family. But it's about the kingdom first, not going to church, forsaking all to follow him. That's what it's about. Only then do you qualify for houses, lands, family, etc. Read it in context. Are you with me? Be a seed sower, not a consumer. And so what governments do is they put the population on a sense of entitlement, but they're denying them dignity. Did you get it? Because they don't know how to believe now because the government feeds them. And that's the poverty I saw. Is it wrong? No, but nobody brings instruction to say, don't live by this hand to feed you, for God wants you to be a seed sower so he can eradicate poverty out of your life by the word of God. Are you with me? Come on, family. So let's look at true godly prosperity. True godly prosperity is being a seed sower of the word, the living word of God. Did you get it? Now, I've been under prosperity teaching for 40 years. And there are many truths, but there are many things that are not said. And so people embark because the most critical need in most people's lives they think is money, but it's not. It's the lack of spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that and that alone comes from the word of God. And so I understand why they had to do that, because at one stage it wasn't even accepted. I saw some of the most beautiful churches that have been built and inquired after some of them. And in one instance, it's the most iconic building in the entire town. The congregation, it seats hundreds. The congregation is probably 30. So it's not long now, and it will become an historic monument. Is that God? God? No, because they put emphasis in the wrong area. Are you with me? So important. It's heartbreaking when you watch. And the building is immaculate. And the gardens are immaculate. But it's dead. Rather have a tree and 4,000 people on a hillside. And change their lives. You with me? You know the Lord told me a long time ago. I helped build the church. Before I came to Durban. I was intricately involved in building this building. And when it was finished it looked so nice. And I heard the Lord say to me. Do not create a shrine in your heart out of this bold. Why? Because if pastors are not careful, the building is their identity, yeah. not Christ. Preaching real good now. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. But if you're a seed sower, you know how to seek the word first in every single area of life. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, godly prosperity is being a seed sower with every want and need met, not just financial, by the seed of truth in God's word. Let me give you God's word. I want you to see what Jesus said in Luke 8, verse 11. Luke 8 verse 11, the Bible says, and the parable of the sower is explained now, the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And so we've been taught, and in measure, it's correct, but it's incomplete. Money is not seed. You didn't hear me. Now I've upset the whole apple cart. (laughs) The reason increase doesn't come when people sow, because they need the word Spoken. Blessing follows obedience, not just in giving. I can't tell you how many people have come to me over my ministry and said, I've been tithing for years, but nothing has changed. In fact, I had it very recently, again, from a giver. Said it's not changing quite as it should. Well, I want to show you, the seed is the word of God. Are you with me? Can you take some more? False prosperity is living by the world system. I do business by the world. I think like the world. I accumulate like the world. Do you know that Jesus made reference to a man that accumulated, and he said, you fool, this night your soul is required of you. And if we exit with wealth, and no substance of kingdom seed sowing. We go to heaven, but we ain't got nothing else. That's sad. So there's a place in Christ where it's both. Are you with me? Now watch this. False prosperity is living by the world system disguised under kingdom principles. I want to give you a scripture of the word of faith. Romans 16. Let's go there. Glory to God. You see, family, truth will make you free. Truth will make you free. I've been around the financial prosperity message for 40 years, and it works. That's what I can tell you, God's way. I can tell you how many people have not cut it, hundreds, because the purpose in the heart was wrong, it was accumulation, not distribution. Distribution. God's kingdom is distribution. You have something, I don't know why I'm getting prompted by the Holy Ghost to say, do you know when we're not in church, do you know we still sow into this church, wherever we are, every Sunday? Do you know that? We don't go away, we can't sow. Just thought I'd put it out there. Not from a boasting point of view, but a challenge. God doesn't miss a thing. Are you with me, Family. Come on. God wants us to walk in the truth so we can be free. The more truth we walk in, the freer we become. So let's look at Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, please listen to this, church. Now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For there is For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. Self-indulgence. And the smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. I hope in the next few weeks, I haven't even got to my wife on this, but I will tell her. I was in the shower last night, and the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he dropped a figure in my heart. And he said, I want insight to sow this number. It is substantial. So I'm putting it out there, family. I won't tell you the amount, because you will start weeping. And that thing about, but what about us will come up in your heart? You can't get around this word, and God doesn't start to ask. He said, now you like that revelation? Yes, Lord, thank you. Okay. Are you with me, family? For those who do such do not serve our Lord Jesus, but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Be careful that people do not deceive you from these truths. Yeah, I yeah what he says, but you know what? Be careful. Because God brings these truths for a reason, to set us free. I want to ask you, and this is not a frivolous question, would it not be amazing if we could build an entire estate for them? But teach them at the same time how to steward the resources that they have been given. But who's gonna do that? You or me? Because it's gonna mean Saturdays and days when it's not convenient. That's being a seed sower. You see, you don't live out of convenience out of con- convenience says to me, I can tell you now, I don't feel like getting on an aeroplane and flying. For 17 hours. That fun has long gone. It doesn't excite me at all. It excites me to be obedient to God, yes. And there's a grace that comes. Do you understand, family? I hope I'm making sense to you. The kingdom of God functions on seed time. And seed time, I'm repeating myself in some ways. Seed time is when you apply God's living word to every area of your life. Every area. You see, what you birth in faith by the word, the devil can't have. You didn't hear what I said. What you birth by faith, Through the word of God, the devil can't have. You with me? The devil can't have that. Amen? So what happens often with the word is because it looks so insignificant, we despise it. I'm tired of this. I've tried this. You're despising the word. Tough, eh? But truth. It's not really not that tough, but it's truth to set us free. So the same word that brought us to this point in our life now wants to elevate the quality of life that we currently have. So I don't want you to get out from this ditch to that ditch and say, oh, okay, well, I'm not supposed to have anything. That's not what I said. Don't misquote me. I said it's about priorities. You see, at every stage, I've got to be ready in my heart if God says to me, give your house away, can I do it? My house is worth a lot of money. Can I do it? Can I do it? it? He hasn't asked yet, but what if he does? That's a seed sower. Oh no, 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 I don't mind giving a little bit, yeah, but now you're getting a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Am I? We sold our house. In, in, Johannes, in, in, in Boxburg, came down here to plant the church, and, go, and we were going to put up curtains and all kinds of things and make our nice rented house till we could buy a house nice because the prices were double what they were up there. And the Lord said this today, this to us. Now it was a big house. You're not buying curtains, the money's for the church. Huh? So I'm living in Umshlonga with some windows with no curtains in. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do this, I'm telling you how it works. Come on, family. You're to owe the world nothing. You give service to your clients if you're in business, but they don't own you. If you weasel under them, there's something wrong with your source. Be polite, be kind, be doing things right, but you don't have to succumb to abuse. Because it's a pharaoh mentality. Now I'm really preaching good. It's a pharaoh mentality. More bricks, less clay, less straw. That's not God's principle. The world will tell you the client is king. No, he's not. Jesus is. He's little king. Small friar. Compared to my king. And I say that with great respect, but it's a world mentality. I've changed it in so so and say, we're a blessing to our clients. So if we be a blessing, they'll work with us. But it's a mind change, it's walking in truth. And even when you're trying to be a blessing, they'll still try and abuse, some of them. Okay? Family, yes, this is a lovely subject. (laughs) So, the kingdom of God functions in seed time. But I want you to get this. It is word. It is word and seed. So, yes, they take up an offering because that's in the Bible. So, you to respond to the word, not the persuasion. If you respond to the word, that's where the blessing comes from. Not because the man has a high profile. I've had to correct some people of late because they're sowing into ministries that they think can advance their personal ministry. But did God say so? Let God build you and owe no man anything but to love him. Come on, family. Can you see? If you're a seed sower and not a consumer, so that person that does that, if his heart is impure, and I've seen a lot of it, If his heart is impure, he's prostituting the gift of God. He's buying favor, but God knows the heart. You with me, family? But God wants us to work with his word, which becomes our currency for every need, every want, his word. And obedience to this word, not in a sense of being restrictive, but to bring us to a place of freedom where we truly can say, I owe no man anything, but not arrogantly, but to love him. Can you see, family, it's just so important. So, not grasping the significance of being a seed sower, of the word of God. First and foremost. In every area. Of faith. Will deny. Harvest. I've had these questions. Asked for me. In the last. Few weeks. Again. I just want to ask you. I, 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 I've been giving. I, I've been, thank you Lord. And on that note. Let me just. Press pause there. I just want to thank God. The Holy Ghost knows when to bring these things in. Because all your toes on our sore. And <laughs> I want to thank you for your generosity. We were astounded, my wife and I, by the generosity. Where's Stephen? He's disappeared. He didn't rapture because his wife's here. Um Stephen. The people were very generous, brother. Very generous. And from my wife and I, we sincerely appreciate that. And we release, you so say, How gives you the authority? The Bible. We release increase on that seed. On all your seed. In the context of the offering that you gave us. Maybe I shouldn't word, use the word seed, but. Um, because it might confuse things where we're going here. So seed time directs the quality of one's life. And that's the crux. So when you are a seed sower of the word, I want you to grasp this this morning. Please don't equate it to materialism. But when you are a seed that will come because God said so. He said, and all these things will be added to you. Not grasping the significance of being a seed sower of the word in all areas can seriously curtail the quality of life that you enjoy. Do you understand? And that's what God's about—the quality of life that was in the Garden of Eden. Can we have it now? There will always—I have a list of ones. Will reach from there to there conservatively. But first the kingdom. Because each one will be met. But first the kingdom. First, being a seed sower. Am I going to speak life or death? By the time I'd seen the 40th informal settlement, I was furious. Because my heart says. It doesn't have to be this way. This is not political. This is spiritual. Lack is a spirit. Lack is a spirit. And the Bible said. Preach to the poor. Not to keep them poor. To change the quality of their life. So. We'll close out with this. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. In other words, multi-generational. So you need to teach your children how to live as a seed sower, not a consumer. Because the world is telling them how to consume. They need this. They need that. All those things have a place. But not from a worldly perspective. From a godly perspective. If you understand the, good, the increase of God's goodness in your life. Meets every single need that you may have. God's not trying to hold out on you. He's trying to protect you. Because sometimes we get on these things and we just Go. My wife and I have had to tell people over the years, slow down on your giving because you're just giving now like a machine. But there's no heart in it necessarily. Good intention, but you've heard a thing, give, 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 give. And God will bless. There will be a measure. But it's faith that brings the hundredfold return, not just giving. Because remember, everything we do is discerned by the heart of man. You got me? So, I'm not trying to ruin Lloyd's giving message that he's about to bring. I'm trying to show you that the reason we do even the offering is to empower you. If we don't teach you, then we'll be like that magnificent church that's getting down to 30 people. And you know that we've heard that some of those people are now in churches like this, and loving it. Can you see? Truth sets us free. So let's go to Mark four, and um, and we'll close out with this two scriptures. Mark four, and I want us to look at a kingdom scripture. Thirty to thirty-two. And I want you to see how it works. And he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what shall we compare it? This is Jesus speaking. And then he says, it is like a mustard seed. Hello. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Do you know how big a mustard seed is? Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's one of the tiniest seeds there are. And he makes this statement. Which when it is sown in the ground, your heart, it is smaller than all the seeds on earth. Well, he actually says it to us. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. So it contradicts when you're down in the Cape, there's a lot of old oak trees. They are massive. Some of them are huge. But it was ironic with the squirrels. I was looking at them. And there were acorns lying there. Maybe that big. That shape, not that shape. That shape, probably about that big. But then you look at the tree next to it. And you go, in there is that. Now, if you can't be simplistic in your faith, you're going to miss the boat. I had somebody with me, and I said... "Um, I was in a, near a, uh, in a place where there were some orchards. And I said, I want you to look at the orange tree. I said, look at the orange tree. The oranges were not one, two, three, four. The oranges were two and three, one, four, clumped together. I said, look at that tree. It's hanging With fruit. One tree. And if you can take one orange seed. You can have millions of those trees. If you have faith and patience. Everywhere I go, I see abundance. I don't see lack. Not because I'm weird. Because I'm looking at the heavens that declare the glory of God and the earth that confirms his workmanship. So so we're in the Kango Caves, and it's just, it's sad. The man is a lovely guy. He knows his stuff. But he says, because I remember water dropping there as a kid, and there's no water. He says, no, because it's got dry. And as he says it, I hear, no sin has dried up the heavens. It's been very dry here. There's no water coming through. So what happens? The creation stops. The word is what? Water. The Bible says. When there's no more water, there's no more creativity. God bless you.